Welcome to Mental Awareness Discussion, the MAD Podcast, with Miles Weber, Heather Weber, and Susan Thompson. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the MAD Podcast, the Mental Awareness Discussion, brought to you by Broken Drift Productions and Banana Bros. Make sure you follow at Broken Drift Productions and at Banana Bros, at AZ Banana Bros, rather, on social media for all the great content and even better swag that you can get. You can get your own Banana Bros t-shirts, your own Banana Bros mugs, all the fun stuff, everything in between. Follow them on social media. My name is Miles Weber. I am the host of this podcast. And with me, as always, is my co-host of this podcast and my co-host in life, my wife, Heather Weber, and apparently my son, Robin Weber. Hello, dear. How are you? I'm great. Just keeping him quiet. Right. I know the good way, the good way, not by like compressing his head so he can't make noise. You're just (laughs) loving him and nurturing him the way you're supposed to. Perfect. Exactly. Uh, And with us today, we're very excited to have our guest. He is a MMA fighter, fights in the UFC professionally. Uh, We have Andre Feely here with us. Uh, Andre, how you doing, man? Thanks for joining us. Good. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. I'm excited to talk to you guys. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. It's good to have you on here because we've been kind of doing a little bit of a deep dive on uh, mental health with athletes. And so we've kind of gone over the uh, the female athlete side of things. We're trying to get in the male athlete side of mental health. But why don't you go ahead and let folks know a little bit about yourself, who you are, what it is you do, and how yeah. you got into fighting in the first place. Because that in and of itself is a mental health thing as is. Yeah, Um like you said, I, I fight in UFC. Uh, fighting's basically all I've done my, my whole life. It's been my only real career. Um, I'm sure that I'll have some some fun ones after, but up until this point, I'm I'm 31 now. All I've done is fight. You know, um, it's all I've really ever wanted to do. So I'm fortunate that I get to do what I love every day. Um, but yeah, I, I got into fighting. <clears throat> excuse me, I got into fighting around 14 or 15 um even before that i was attracted to martial arts and i loved pro wrestling like anything that had to do with fighting as a kid before i even really could contextualize it or before i had ever really even seen the ufc i, I just loved i loved fighting and you know, growing up watching action movies and 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 watching ninja turtles like i remember being a kid and not wanting to watch cartoons unless there was fighting in it you know um so i've, all, I've loved fighting my whole life and it's something i've dedicated my whole life to but um you know, like you guys said, the topic is mental health and there's definitely a lot of, um, mental health aspects that go into, into being a professional fighter and, um, the stresses of it. And, and usually what leads people to be professional fighters, like there's not a lot of like super well-adjusted people that fight for a living. You know what I mean? Like there's not a lot of people that have everything going right. And then decide they want to get locked in a cage and fight for a living. So, you know, there was definitely stuff that, uh, that I went through as a kid. There was a lot of, um, like I grew up in a house with a lot of domestic violence and a lot of, a lot of mental illness, um, uh, in my family. And I think a lot of that stuff was con- a contributing factor. Uh, not, I think I know for a fact, a lot of that stuff was a contributing factor in me finding fighting and fighting was just kind of, um, it was an outlet for me, um, to kind of, it, it, to express my own stuff that I had going on and also to kind of get away from, you know, whatever bullshit I was experiencing at home. And, um, it's, you know, it, it's been, really, I think the biggest thing that's helped with my mental health, uh, it's definitely added some stress, but it's, it's overall fighting has been the number one thing that's helped with my mental health. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been a big part of my life for, for almost all of my life. 
It's fascinating to me the things that you just kind of brought up that led you to, and then all of it. Ultimately, I decided to to fight, and that's where my energy was placed because I've had this exact same com- conversation with comedians who have had yeah. like, oh yeah, I grew up in abusive family there was a lot of things going on a lot of trials in my childhood yeah i think i'll just talk about my dick to strangers on a nightly basis but you're just like yeah i think i want to punch people in the face so like what would you if you had to describe like what it does for your mental health to get that out is it release is it like a flow state that you find yourself entering in if you had to explain it to somebody who doesn't know what that feeling is like what does that feel like um yeah i think i think that's one of the the most beautiful feelings there is like when you can just turn your brain off. I think, especially for people who, uh, I got, I definitely am, uh, um, <clears throat> pretty obsessive compulsive. You know, I, I've never been diagnosed with ADD, but I, I would bet almost every dollar I have that if I were to be like, I have, you know what I mean? Like I, there's almost no chance that I don't have ADD. I've never been diagnosed, but I literally down the line, every symptom, every, every criteria I meet, um, so yeah, having something that you can focus on that, uh, turns your brain off and just, you get that peace, you know, you get that, you get those moments of just serenity where you're so focused on what you're doing that there's no, there's no thinking. It's just acting and reacting and being in that, that flow state. You know, I, I've never, I've never done stand up comedy, but I have had to speak to a room of people. And when you get in that flow, and you have people, you just completely controlling the crowd and you have them even out of the palm of your hand and they're joking, they're laughing at your jokes and they're, they're with you and invest in your story. It's, 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 it's a similar thing. You know, there, there's certain things that you do where you're just, there's no thinking. You just have to be in that flow state. And when it's going right, you're just, you're just whatever you're doing. There's nothing else. Your brain is completely like, you're not thinking about anything because you're so singularly focused, you know? And there's a few things like I'm sure stand up comedy does that. Um, like fighting and riding motorcycles and and there's a few things that I've found that and there've almost always been things that I'm then once I find they give me that flow state um, or help me achieve that flow state that I'm just attracted to those things for the rest of my life mm-hmm. um, and that that's more that's more on the positive note of of it the, the other major contributing factor that you know as I've gotten older I've had to keep this in check but the, the other major uh, if I'm being honest the, the probably the biggest major contributing factor initially was that after you win a fight, everybody loves you. So like I didn't grow up in a real, like loving, nurturing home. But when I want to fight, like strangers will hug me. Like everybody that I know gets to share in this moment of like happiness and it's all from me. And there's just this synergy of like this feeling of like, fuck, everything's going to be all right. And I provided it. And there's just this like, like you, you, when you win a fight, everybody loves you. You get five minutes to be the fucking man. Like you're the coolest motherfucker in the world for five minutes when everybody watches you win a fight. And, um, I think I was chasing that even when I was a kid and I wasn't fighting professionally. Like I got in fights all the time, parties after school, whatever. Like I fought constantly. I was just always fighting. Um, and there's a feeling of camaraderie when you get in a fight and you have your friends back and they have your back and there's a feeling of catharsis and and happiness when you win a fight everybody's giving you a hug and we're all telling stories and you know you you got you you had this big moment where you knocked some dude out and helped your friend whatever like 
people love you after you win a fight. And I think that a huge part of what drew me to fighting was chasing that, chasing that validation, you know? And, um, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for it because it got me where I am. But also as I've gotten older, I've had, that's something that I've had to keep in check, you know, because if you solely base your validation on winning fights, then when you don't win a fight, it's going to be real high highs and real low lows. You know what I mean? If you're, if, if you're only, if, and I think this ties in, we talked about before we started recording uh, about, you know, in society being a man, like so much of your value is placed on the outcome of your effort, like being a provider and, 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 and the outcome of your effort. So you're judged only by what you provide. And so if you base your validation on that, then the minute that that goes away or something goes wrong or it gets fucked up and you bring happy, because when you win a fight, when you win a fight and when you lose a fight, you literally, the difference is double the money. So if you base your validation on winning fights and something goes wrong, it's a fucking hard pill to swallow. You know, it's, it's a, it's a hard deficit to crawl out of. Well, let's, yeah, I, I've, I'm curious about that. Unless no, I know that was a lot. I hate yeah, you a lot. Yeah. Oh no, you're good. Uh, but Heather, did you have a question? Cause I know you've been trying to. Well, I was going to say, what do you do? Because I know like with fighting, you can only fight a couple times a year if you're lucky. And so when you're chasing that high, what have you found to kind of help subside that high when you're not able to fight? Yeah. Cause I mean, like with, with stand-up comedy, I could bomb tonight. I could go yeah. do another set tomorrow. You know, yeah. you're only as good as your, your last set, you know, yeah. with fighting, if you get knocked out, I think there's like, what is it? Six months? You can't, you're not allowed yeah, to fight depend, or something like depends, that? Depends. It's usually, it's usually a six month suspension. Yeah. Yeah. So what happens? Yeah. Like you lose a fight and then now you have to wait a few months before you can fight again. What is that like? Does that take a mental toll, a toll on your mental health? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fucking miserable. Honestly. Um, you're only as good as your last set in comedy. Like you said, but you're only as good as your last fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are shallow. They have short memories. They only mm-hmm. remember the last thing you did. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I don't have a good answer. Like it's still it's something I still struggle with. Like I haven't fought in eight months and I'm ready to put my fucking head through a wall. You know, as I've gotten older, I have come up with better. I don't even, I don't want to say I've come up with better, uh, better ways to cope. I just think I've, I'm better at recognizing when I start to get into it. Like there's always peaks and valleys and I'm better at recognizing mm-hmm. like not getting too, too low in the valleys, like keeping myself, in the middle, but it's all just through conscious effort and through having done this so long. Um, it's not like I have some, like some fucking majestic poise that I'm, that I have all these answers. It's just like, I've just done this a long time and, um, I've been through the peaks and I've been through the valleys and I've just gotten better at recognizing when I start to feel a certain way and not letting myself feel sorry for myself and not letting myself crash too deep in the, in, in the valleys. Like, um, cause it gets hard. You know, I haven't, I haven't, fought for eight months i haven't i haven't had a paycheck for eight months i haven't had uh i've been i've been working i do three sessions a day almost every day it's like but i haven't had a payoff yet Mm -hmm. you know for 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 eight months so um yeah you know it's it's fucking hard like i i don't i don't have a good clean answer for you it's definitely hard for me it's just um recognizing the, the way i feel um doesn't have to dictate how my day goes or how my week goes or no. how, how my entire month goes or until how it goes until I get another fight. Um, even winning a fight. Like when I was young, I would, I would win a fight and I'd have that 15 minute window where it was like just this, the, the greatest high in the world. And then you ride it out for a week and you start eating whatever you want and you get off your diet and you get undisciplined 
and you start trying to fill the void with other shit like drinking and partying and like casual sex or whatever thing you can get your hands on and then before you know it it's been two months and you're like damn like i just undid the old i just i had six months of being disciplined and being a good person and like getting good sleep and training hard and doing all that shit. And I just like undid all that work. And I have to crawl out of this two month hole, get back to get back to neutral and then climb back up through fight camp just to fight again. And it just creates this giant peak, giant Valley thing. And, um, I did that through like most of, I did that till to like my mid twenties, like my mm -hmm. early, maybe my, my early to getting into my mid twenties. And then thankfully I kind of got my shit together a little bit, but, um, yeah, like I said, I don't have like a, a great answer. You know, um, I just, I've just had a lot of practice and I've gotten better, maybe time, maybe experience, maybe a little bit of maturity. I want to give myself too much credit with the maturity thing, but, uh, I, I think for me, the biggest thing is just recognizing from farther out. Like, all right, I can feel my depression setting in. There's valid reasons for it. It doesn't mean that I have to let it steer the ship you know mm -hmm. yeah do you talk to like a sports psychologist or anything like that yeah i do i have a really great sports psychologist uh, named danny patterson um and and he's helped me with a lot of stuff um it's it's he's a sports psychologist so he helps me with performance and 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 visualizing and getting getting wins but a lot of times the sessions have ended there have been plenty of times where the sessions have just kind of really just turned into like him just being a psychologist you know it does has it almost has very little to do with fighting and more just having somebody to talk to like a regular psychologist um um so yeah shout out to him uh full that's, potential that's... coaching he's he's incredible yeah he's a great guy and I, I think it's important for people you know i don't know if that necessarily works for everybody to have a have someone to talk to but i i think of the vast majority of people would benefit from doing it totally absolutely i agree wholeheartedly since you've been doing this for a really long time, if you had the opportunity to speak to yourself when you started fighting, what advice would you give yourself with the idea of protecting your own mental health in the future in mind? What would you say to your younger self when you started this adventure in fighting? See, it's like, it's hard. This is where like I, I want to give like some... I want to give like an answer that inspires people, but honestly, like I, I would just say, just do more, more, just do more, be more of a wild, like whatever, how it, like I, if I could go back and be like, I'm trying to be for now for the younger guys on the team, I'm trying to be the person that I needed at that stage. Um, so if I could be there for myself, I would just, I would encourage better habits as far as like eating and sleeping and being focused. I would encourage myself to be more focused. But as far as the way I felt, like I would just stoke that flame. Like I would just like, I, I think there's too much. I think, I think there's, I think people have to be treated like individuals and like, mm -hmm. there wasn't enough, there, there, there isn't enough like happy words to say to a kid like me when I was 17 or 18 or 19 to make me feel better. Like I was going to be angry and I was going to be self-destructive and I was going to fight. So it's like it, when you, when you, when you see something like that, you, I think, you have to steer it, just help steer it in the right direction. Mm. You can't, you can't try to change. You can't try to change what's fueling someone. You got to just steer it in the right direction. So I'd say, all right, let's, let's fight every day. Like you want to be, you want to be angry. Like let's train three times a day instead of one time a day. Like I would just make myself do more of what I was already doing and maybe be a little more focused, but it's hard for me because of the way things worked out. And because I, I remember being 15 or 16 and being so solely focused and completely sure that I was going to be in the UFC 
it's without sounding like too big of a like pretentious dickhead like i i had it figured out Mm -hmm. like at 15 i knew i wasn't i wasn't under any illusion that like i was super healthy or safe or making good choices i just knew that like the path i was on was going to lead to a career and what i love which is getting in fights um so for a kid who wants to be a doctor i probably don't have the best advice but for kids like you know what i mean like but other than just be focused and 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 use your anger and steer it in the right direction. I, I really think that a lot of times, um, a lot of times, even even I'm guilty of this. Everyone's guilty of this. Like we want to steer kids in the right direction, and so we we kind of like regurgitate the same shit that people told us. But it's like it didn't really work for me when people told me that. You know, like what I really needed was someone to be like, all right. Like, if you're so fucking angry, let's get up at 8 a.m. and go for a run. And then we'll go to wrestling practice. And then we get done with wrestling practice, we'll go to jiu-jitsu. And we get done with jiu-jitsu, you have to do six hours of school. And as soon as you're done with school, we got to go right back to training. Like, that's what I needed. I didn't need people to, like, tell me to fucking say my prayers and eat my veggies. You know what I mean? Like, I needed someone to be like, all right, let's go fucking fight then if you're going to be angry. And so when I see kids who are who are obviously angry, not every kid needs this. I see kids who they just need a pat on the back. They need someone to listen. But I see plenty of kids who are just gonna be hellions so it's like all right let's steer you in the right direction and if that's how you're gonna be like instead of trying to fit a square peg into a round hole it's like let's just be what you're gonna be but let's Mm -hmm. point it in a positive direction and and that's all i would really do i think if for for myself and for anyone else you know when i when i see kids who uh when i see kids who are like i was when i was a kid i just try to steer them and i just try to get them on the mats as much as possible or if they're not they don't want to be a fighter they want to play football they want to whatever they want to do they if they want to be a doctor they want to do this they want to do that like everything you feel don't try to not feel it just mm-hmm. just pour it into what you love to do channel that energy into doing the thing that exactly. brings you joy that's the idea exactly. right you touched a, about uh like the the anger and channeling that and everything like that and we touched on this earlier but i want to get a little bit more into it just to kind of peel this back because this is something that's very common especially i feel like in today's day and age with men in general but in particular also i feel like male athletes that whole idea of like be a man man up you know, yeah. what, what does that mean to, to, to be a man? And you had posted something earlier this week that was considering the opposite, that your anger isn't necessarily your strength, your, your ability yeah. to control your emotions. Speak, speak to us a little mm-hmm. bit about that and what you see in the fighting world, as far as those old hat ideas of man up, be a man, do this, that, and the other, have you seen things start to kind of change? to that regard do you feel like emotional intelligence is becoming more of an important thing in the fighting world amongst men or do you think that things are the same as they always were um i, I definitely think i definitely think uh there's more emotional intelligence in the sport um but i, I think everything has a point of diminishing return like as much as you like that old like meathead like man up push through it like that old mentality can definitely hurt more than it helps. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think that getting in your own head can, can hurt more than it helps too. like too much of like, how do you feel today? Like, Oh, are you doing okay? It's like, you have to be there for, you have to find a balance. I really think is the key thing. Like you have to find a balance of like, um, you have to find a balance of, of treating people like people and understanding that sometimes just pushing harder, isn't going to get you farther. Um, but you also can't then fall back on just like, how do we feel today? Cause it's like, no one gives a fuck. Like it's still, like it's you, if you want to win then no one cares, like, and I have coaches who are, I'm thankful that I have coaches who 
you know, do genuinely care about me. But there are plenty of times where I'm like, man, I'm fucking tired. Like, you know, I'm going through it today. And I have a coach that will look me in the face and go like, I don't give a fuck about that. Like do mm -hmm. the workout. And like, sometimes that like, I would say 99.9% .9 of the time, like as close, even close, as close to a hundred percent of the time as possible. When I walk into the gym and I'm like, man, I'm just, I I'm, I'm going through it. And they go, I don't give a fuck. Do the workout. When you get done with the workout, you feel better. Mm. Cause sometimes like that just is what you need. Like sometimes you need someone to just tell you to shut up and get out of your own head and push hard. Mm -hmm. Granted, a lot of times you also need someone to, to listen, you know, and, and to be there for you. And sometimes you need both. Sometimes you need someone to listen to you and tell you that your feelings are valid and all this other shit, which is cool. Then they also need to tell you to shut up and get to work out and say, all right, cool. You express how you feel, go fucking go get better. At the thing you came here to get better at. So I really feel like it's a balance. You know, I I'm hesitant to, I think it's super important to have emotional intelligence, but I don't, I also know that a pendulum always like overcorrects, you know what I mean? And so I don't want to see it get to a place where, and I think we're getting to that place with boys where we're like breeding out all the, all the things that make men, men, you know, like we don't want competitiveness, like not we, but I feel like as a society, we, we like, we see less like competitiveness and less like aggression. It's like, you can't, it's going to be, a lot easier to help a young boy direct that as he becomes a man than it is to just try to breed that out of him, like, or to try to, you know, like coddle him and give him this like over emotionally supportive thing. Like you do need that. And I think a lot of us were lacking that growing up, but I also think that it's now we're at a point where the participation trophy generation is like really doing everything they can to make, um winning and losing not a part of life and it has to be i think it, they're doing everything they can to make to make sure that like everybody make sure you know everyone's equal like they're not they're not equal like people aren't equal like the entire idea is that people aren't born equal so you have to work your fucking ass off and you have to find your like if you and me got on stage and you made everyone laugh and i didn't make anyone laugh like we can't pretend that i'm as funny as you are or that i'm as good of a comedian as you are like other than why the fuck would i try hard at being funnier like, why would I, why would I keep trying hard to do something? Like if you and me went to a, a boxing spar and I fucked everybody up and you were like, man, I just got beat up by, by somebody like, and, and I just patted you on the back and said, oh man, you're a great boxer. Like, what, why would you keep like, it's not true. Like, it no. isn't true. Like not that you, you can be a great boxer. I could be a great comedian, but it's like, if you're not honest with people, the whole thing falls apart. Mm -hmm. Like you, you need, you need honesty. You need balance. You need you need to give people incentives to keep trying hard, you know? And in six months, maybe I have a better set or in six months, maybe you take an amateur boxing fight. Like this is, this is to me what it means to be a man and not just mm -hmm. be a man to be a, to be a human being. It's like you have to face failure and then you have to build back better. And I feel like if we're constantly asking people how they feel and letting how they feel dictate the effort put in, then you just never get, you don't get greatness, you know? No. And so this is why, this is why I said earlier, like maybe I'm the wrong guy to ask because I'm fucking obsessed. Like I just had a conversation with a kid about this, where he was giving me all these reasons, like why he had to stop doing what he loved. He raced motorcycles. And it was like, it almost got awkward because we were in the, he, we were in the car for an hour while he was towing one of my motorcycles to a shop. And kid was like racing at the highest level. And he was giving me all these reasons, like why he had to stop and why it's not fair. Um, and I, and they're all valid reasons, but I just like, dude, I'm not going to tell you, like, I'm not going to pat you on the back and say like, yeah, man, those are good reasons to stop. It's like, do you want to be a regular guy who works construction, which there's nothing wrong with. If you love working construction, go work construction, 
get your own construction company, be a fucking foreman, whatever. But if you're only working construction so that you can go home and like fucking bitch and complain about how corrupt racing is like, well, then don't fucking do that. Get back yeah. on your bike, figure it out. Like go race. Like either you're going to be a professional racer and you're going to chase being one of the best in the world, or you're going to work construction and complain to your kids later on about how you didn't do it. And so I think as long as we have that compassion of like, Hey man, I hear you. Mm-hmm. I understand like that is tough, but it's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. It's going, yeah. it's going to be, you know what I mean? It's going to be tough. Totally. It's well, I think it's like for, for your world, it's like in ring and out of ring for my world, it's on stage and off stage. And I think yeah. what you're saying is like, you have to, there has to be a balance between uh, dealing with your shit off stage or out of the ring and, yeah. and being able to go, okay, how do I feel? What's happening right now? Let's go ahead and let's deal with this right now. But then understanding when it's like, okay, we're in it now we're in the ring, we're practicing, we're riding, we're, we're on the stage. Now yeah. it's time for you to channel that energy and focus it into accomplishing this goal that you've set. That's yeah. the big thing. The balance between deal with your shit emotionally off stage, on stage or in the ring now. Let's get going. It's going to be tough. Yeah. Like come exactly. on, man. Like we got yeah. it. So so yeah, there there's absolutely a time and a place for both. And I think it's the the idea is knowing when to be there for both. Exactly. Very for sure, important. yeah. 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 Um, Again, like what you're saying is like, you don't want to breed those emotions out because they're going to show themselves. It's just a matter of when and at what level are they going to show themselves? So trying to pretend like they're not is just going to make it escalate to something larger than what you want it to be most likely later on in life. Exactly. A hundred percent. Yeah. I, I think like without fighting, without that outlet and without people basically being like, no, it's all right to be angry. Like just do it in this setting. Um, yeah. Like it would have just been people constantly telling me to not be angry. Mm-hmm. And I think I would have fucking jumped off a bridge by like 23. You know what I mean? Like just constantly people telling you, no, 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 this isn't how you should feel. You got to feel this way. This is, how, it's just like, dude, that's not, it isn't me. So, or it isn't me at that stage of my life. So like you said, like trying to breathe that out, it, it, it like breathe, it like festers up, it boils over and it, it manifests in ways that are, that are uglier than if you would have just let the kid express it, you know? Well, and also just like the, the, the vice of, Hey, just don't do that. That's not, that's never good advice. That never helps never. anybody. It's never, never. going to help. And just to be like, Oh yeah, just stop that. Oh fuck. I didn't think about that. Okay. Exactly. Right on. Let me just flick that switch, man. Thank exactly. God you came around. So yeah, man, exactly. like just, just the advice of just don't never helpful, you know, let's, let's try and peel back the layers and get some tangible shit in there. I do exactly. want, this is something we always try and talk about on the podcast because we're all about support. So I know it takes a certain type of person to be with a comic. Um, and I know it also takes a certain type of person to be with a fighter. What do you think healthy support looks like from a spouse, the significant other, or maybe even a friend, family member, or loved one? What do you think support looks like, uh, for a person who is a fighter? Because there is this aspect of fighting that is the same with comedy or any level of entertainment, where there's a certain level of obsession that you have with this endeavor it's it's in comedy we always say that you know if if you're going to be dating a comedian the person you're dating needs to understand that there's another woman in your life her name is comedy and she's a whore so it's like it takes a special kind of person to be in a relationship with an entertainer would you say that it takes a special type of person to be in a relationship with a mma fighter and what does that support look like yeah yeah definitely i think it takes uh it takes a special kind of person and it just takes I think it takes a shitload of communication 
Um, and like when I was younger, if I was talking to a girl or, or dating a girl, there was plenty of times where, um, going into fight camp, I would just go, all right, like we, we got to break up, but like we can't be together. Cause I just like, it just, I just know that I just know that like, you're not going to understand. And then the effort it's going to take to make you understand, like I could just spend that on fighting or going to sleep so I can wake up and feel good to fight tomorrow. Like I just don't have the energy. Like I have to be selfish. Um, and with my girlfriend now, my, we've been together six years and she's been through plenty of fight camps, been through ups, downs and back up again. And, um, the differences with, with her is the communication and understanding. I think the biggest thing that she's also, she's also super career driven. Um, she owns her own fitness studio and, and she works, she works her ass off. So a big part of it is just logistics. Like I've been at the gym all day and I come home. It's not like she's been waiting at the gym for me at home for me all day. She's also been at her gym busting her ass, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so being with someone who's also career driven is important. I, in my opinion, uh, communication is like the biggest thing. Um, also, also just accepting like, um, cause Melissa and I are super different. Um, we're almost, we're polar opposites. Like, um, she's, she, she sees the best in people and, um, you know, she's like very friendly and, and she's, she's happy and bubbly. And like, I don't, fuck i don't like anybody like i don't fuck with anybody like i want to be left alone dude i'm like i've had the same friends since i was like fucking 13 14 15 years old like i have enough friends i have enough people in my life like i'm cool like i'm good you know what i mean like um I, i'm a little less trusting of people right off the jump or like we, we're just completely different people and so like there are things like i'm so driven by um by being angry even though it's steered in a positive direction and she's just not that person. She's not confrontational. You know, she's, she's driven by such different things, but just having understanding and, and also un, like having understanding of the other person and, and just being okay with like, all right, we're different. Like there's so many things that like I, I talked to Melissa about and she's just like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I don't understand why you would like, why you do it. Like the other day, like the other day I was coaching, um, for an example of how we're different, like the other day I was coaching uh, a practice. Like I, I don't usually coach practices, but sometimes I'll step up. Um, I don't really enjoy coaching like regular people or even like lower level people. Like I only enjoy helping the higher level guys get better. Like the younger guys get better. Um, so I stepped up to coach a practice and I'm, I'm in the middle of like, I'm, I'm bringing everybody to huddle together, but you have 40 people and they're all big personalities. And I just go, shut the fuck up. And then everybody stops like, and then I coach and then we go back to it. And I didn't think anything of it. Like I started coaching. People were talking. I told them, shut the fuck up. Like not directing anybody else, just in general, just shut the fuck up so I can get this information out. We can go back to doing our thing. And then we get done. And Melissa's like, dude, why'd you yell at him like that? And I go, what are you talking about? Like, I don't remember doing it. She's just like, oh, you told everybody to shut the fuck up. I'm like, well, yeah, it's like, it's, there's 40 people. Like, I got to tell them to shut the fuck up or else they won't shut up. So I can, I got to coach. Like, we only have an hour. We only have an hour. I got to show them the information so they can practice it and get their reps in. Like, and like, I, I didn't, I don't remember doing it. And like, I just, I didn't think about it. And no one, no one else at the gym thought anything of it because we're fighters. But she, you know, she coaches people. She was talking about, she, she coaches people all day. Like, she coaches people fucking eight hours a day and she, she's like i could i'd never talk to people like that i'm like but i need you know like, I'm well, like she yeah but she's also coming from like a customer service perspective and you're coming from like yeah. a teammate 
perspective. Yeah. You know, she's trying to please the customer and get them to turn back. You're like, where the fuck are you guys going to go? You're not going yeah. anywhere else. You're not going to go right. to a different gym that sucks. So just shut the right. fuck up so I can get this out. So yeah, exactly. That, yeah. And funny. even, and even the people I'm, I'm giving the information to wouldn't probably wouldn't respond if I didn't say, you know, like, that's just like, yeah. that's just like, they're responsive to it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so, but just the idea of like, I don't have it in me to be like, Hey guys, can you please listen up? Like, and she doesn't have it in her to be like, Hey, shut the fuck up. So I can tell you this, like, we're just complete opposites, but just the understanding of not understanding. It's like not even agreeing to disagree. It's just the under, it's just the understanding of, um, the understanding of like difference, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like what drives me every day to work hard is completely different. I think than what drives her, but we're still both working hard every day and we're still both working towards establishing uh, a future together and breaking generational curses. And when we finally have a baby being completely financially set, like we have these same goals. We're just going to the same place with different fuels, basically different, different modes of transportation. And so to me, that's the biggest thing is just understanding differences and appreciating differences you know um because the chances are when you're like i'm just a fucking borderline psychotic person about fighting like i'm obsessive like i want to be the best in the world and if you're not going to be the best in the world then there's not really a fucking point to doing stuff you know like there's not a point to fighting if you're not going to be the best in the world and the chances are if you are that type of person you're probably not going to find someone else like you and even if you did you probably wouldn't want to be with them like you know what i'm saying so you have to like i really think like enjoying and and celebrating and understanding each other's differences is the biggest thing understanding and accepting the fact that we're both climbing opposite sides of the same mountain exactly yeah like we're exactly. both getting there we've got the same ideas that we're trying to yeah. end up at we're just going about them in completely different ways and sure. the accepting of that and the acknowledging of that is the thing that is yeah. the most important support i love that agreed yeah awesome hell yeah uh heather do you have any more questions for andre before we wrap up i don't think so i think we covered everything yeah. and thank you so much for doing this i really appreciate course, it yeah yeah, yeah absolutely yeah man well if you want to let uh people watching and listening know where they can find you online or anything you got coming up um yeah uh everything's pretty easy just touchy feely t-o-u-c-h-y-f-i-l-i um on all social media hit me up and uh i'm looking to fight again in march in about a month so yeah hell yeah and man. i also saw that you're gonna try and travel around and like coach it or like help out at other gyms or speak at other gyms or is that what yeah, I, I uh, yeah, I want to do a little seminar tour. I think I'm just gonna do like uh, just travel a little bit, make some extra money, and 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 teach. Like I said, I'm not, I, I don't really enjoy um, constantly teaching. Like, but I do enjoy teaching specific stuff, and especially helping fighters get better. Like, I enjoy teaching fighters to get better at the sport, not necessarily like general members. Although I do think that's super important. Like, you need. Like that, that, I think martial arts is for everyone to enjoy. I just don't know if I'm the guy to coach entry level martial arts, but I, I do think I'm great as like a, as a, like an editor, you know, like yeah. someone who's already doing something and I can kind of come in and just make a few little tweaks. So I want to run a, a couple seminars. Yeah. Travel a little bit, teach at a couple schools. Yeah. I hear you. I'm the, I'm the same way. Cause I coach comedians too. So, I mean, yeah. and I, I try and make sure I'm only coaching ones. I'm like, no, you want it. And then there's others. Yeah. I'm just like, eh, this is a hobby for you. Like, go ahead and 
talk, go to the comedy college or whatever you want to call it. Like, you know, right. but if you want to come, if you're serious about this, then let's go. Like, so yeah, yeah. I totally get that. That makes sense. Oh, yeah. Right on. Awesome, man. Well, thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you all for listening and watching. Follow me at Miles Weber Joker on all social media. Heather runs the social media for the podcast on Instagram at Mad Podcast. And make sure you follow at Brokerage Productions and at AZ Banana Bros. And follow the podcast, like and subscribe, all that fun stuff so you can see when we got new episodes every Thursday. So we'll see y'all next week. Bye now.